I'm running out of superlatives to describe Linus Allmark's play for the Boston Bruins this season. Perhaps it's time to add MVP to the mix? You're Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Wednesday, March 1st, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your day. The podcast is free and available on your favorite podcast platforms, as well as on YouTube. So please do smash that subscribe button so that we never miss a thing. February was an amazing month, uh, maintained great listenership, even though I took a week off uh, over the All-Star break and the bye week. Thank you to those who've stuck with the podcast, and thank you to those who have joined the fray. Maybe it was because of the Brad Marchand episode or the recent trade episode, but it really means a lot that you have come on board. Today we're going to talk about last night's win, improbable win, over the Calgary Flames. Uh, Take a look at the trade landscape. Also answer some of your mailbag questions. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more by visiting fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. You can find the podcast at Locked NHL Bruins on Instagram, Twitter, and you can find me, my dad jokes, and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. Now, the highlight of last night's game, or the big story, should have been Dmitry Orlov scoring two goals in the first period. But, let's be honest, it was the Linus Allmark show last night. The Bruins, 4-3 winners in overtime, and it was a game they really had no business winning based on the stat sheet. At 5-on-5, five five, the Calgary Flames had an astonishing 72.92% of all shot attempts in 5-on-5 five five play. 27.8 for the Bruins. High danger chances, an 18-2 to two advantage for the Calgary Flames 5-on-5. Five five. That is insane. In all situations, shot attempts were 69.4 to 30.6 in favor of the Flames. High danger chances, um, a bit more in favor, or, or sorry, less in favor of the Flames, 22-9. So about an 80 or 70-30 split there. The Bruins really had no business winning this game. They were outshot uh, 57-20. Linus Allmark making 54 saves in the win. Just the second goalie in Bruins history to make at least 50 saves, which is 
kind of insane when you when you think about it. The only other was Tim Thomas, who made 52 saves in a game back in 2011. Again, Orlov scored early, two goals to give the Bruins a 2-0 lead heading into the second period. Uh, he now has two goals, three assists, and three games as a Bruin. He said it was special. He's never been on a new team. He's still emotional, trying to calm down. Hard to do, but he has looked amazing so far in his tenure with the Boston Bruins. But Linus Olmark stood on his head in this one. Um, you know, the Bruins were on the fourth game of their West Coast road trip, second game in two nights. Olmark said the guys in front of him were trying their hardest throughout the game, and he was going to do the same. And again, what a luxury it is to have the ability to deploy Olmark in the second of a back-to-back where you've already won the first game against the Edmonton Oilers the previous night, thanks to Jeremy Swayman. Charlie McAvoy, the overtime hero, saying what a game by Olmark. He kept the Bruins in all night. Gave the Bruins a chance to get the win like he has all season long. Running out of stuff to say about him. So am I. It's just amazing. Very fortunate to play in front of him. Olmark now has a record of 31-4-1 on the season. He leads the NHL in save percentage at uh, 938. In goals against average, 1.88. Trails a bit in shutouts, but I mean, there's no question that he should be the Vesna Trophy winner and also should be getting some Hart Trophy consideration at this point. Now, goalies that have won in the past, they usually have incredibly high work volumes and carry their teams into the playoffs. The Bruins, of course, very talented, very deep. It's not a one-man show like it was, say, with Jose Theodore with the Montreal Canadiens several years ago. But I think I saw on the Oiler, or sorry, the Flames broadcast last night that his goals saved above expected is around 35 this season. That's a huge swing for the Bruins. Yes, they have the best goal differential in the NHL, but without Allmark, it would be an incredibly different story. They're at plus 97. New Jersey second at plus 51. The Bruins have allowed only 129 goals. Carolina's next at 151. That's a credit to Allmark's play. And he really carried the team, especially early on when Swayman was out with an injury and not playing as well as he has right now. Uh, should he win the Hart Trophy? Probably not. You got to give that to Connor McDavid. Without him, the Edmonton Oilers are really nothing. But if you take Allmark off the Bruins, they'd still probably be pretty good, thanks to Jeremy Swayman and the defense they have in front of them. Now, still, should he get some consideration? Should he get some votes? Of course, especially if he keeps up this level of play through the rest of the regular season. One knock against him will likely be, again, a lower volume of games played. 
he and Swayman will likely split some starts here, even more heading down the stretch. But last night, he was the reason why the Bruins won this game. Boston really had no business. Sometimes you win some that you have no business winning. Sometimes you lose some that you dominate. I can't recall a game that was so skewed in terms of shot attempts, shots, high danger chances. Again, in all situations, it was a 22 to 9 advantage for the Flames in high danger chances. And the Bruins somehow managed to escape with the win. Expected goal differential was 5.57 for Calgary, 2.23 for Boston. So by all rights, this should have been like a 6-2 game. But because of Linus Allmark, the Bruins came out with the two points. And um, that was also fueled, of course, by Dmitry Orlov and Charlie McAvoy. And we'll touch on that here in a moment, as well as look at what's happening on the trade market and answer some of your mailbag questions. But first, this episode is brought to you in part by Indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you just need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes that match your job description as precisely as possible. Now, right now, you can start hiring with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash LockedOn. This offer is valued, valid through March 31st. Go to Indeed.com slash LockedOn to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. That's indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you so much again for making Locked On Bruins part of your day. The NHL trade deadline, of course, is coming up on Friday. You can join us live on the Locked On YouTube channel from 2 to 4 p.m. as the Locked On NHL hosts break down the biggest deals from across the league on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, My plan, of course, is to keep an eye on all potential deals made by the Boston Bruins. We all know they've already made their swing by adding Orlov and Hathaway. There's some big deals going on around the Eastern Conference. Patrick Kane traded to the New York Rangers. Um, The Maple Leafs. Made a few different deals yesterday to add some depth. Luke Shen, who was a, a target for the Bruins, off the board. Um, will Don Sweeney add some more scoring? I kind of hope so, and it's a question that I'll answer later on in the mailbag part of the podcast. But first, just a quick other couple notes from the game last night. Again, Dmitry Orlov fitting in beautifully, seamlessly with the Boston Bruins. 
so far. In fact, so much so that I am giving him big bear of the night. He scored the two goals early on to give the Bruins the 2-0 lead heading into the second period. The Bruins fell behind 3-2 in the third before Pavel Zaka scored the tying goal at 14.07, a goal on which Orlov drew the primary assist. For the night, he saw 22 minutes and 27 seconds of ice time, a third among all Bruins defensemen behind Hampus Lindholm, Charlie McAvoy, two goals, one assist, uh, three shots on goal, one hit, four blocks, playing in all situations, a couple minutes on the power play, about 30 seconds shorthanded. For the Bruins to be able to have Lindholm, McAvoy, and Orlov all out there, it's such a luxury. And, you know, they have the seven defensemen, well, eight if you include Zborl, uh, Carlo sitting out this one. They're kind of rotating guys in and out while everyone's healthy. But it's clear that Dmitry Orlov belongs in the lineup and earning heavy minutes for the Boston Bruins. Charlie McAvoy was asked if he knew how great of an offensive player Orlov was, and uh, he said he was pleasantly surprised. He, he didn't really know. He thought he was a great player, knew he was a winner, and it's fun. They feed off each other in the Bruins locker room, and it lifts everybody up. I posted a photo this morning of uh, Orlov hugging Allmark after the game. You could see the joy on his face. And, uh, yeah, what a performance for him in this one. McAvoy, of course, getting the game winner. He acknowledged the team was tired nearing the end of this one, but their best players got it done. Marchand, Bergeron, McAvoy, all on the ice for that game-winning goal. And... A huge two points for the Bruins, who have now won eight games in a row with all the talk of the arms race in the Eastern Conference. Boston still far and away the best team. They are 13 points ahead of the Carolina Hurricanes in the overall standings. An 825 point percentage that otherworldly goal differential their next point will be their 100th on the season. And they're the hottest team in the NHL as well. Six wins in a row for Colorado. The Bruins are now at eight, nine and one over their last 10. Carolina, eight and two, and still losing ground on the Boston Bruins, which is quite insane. Uh, the Bruins headed home. They will now get ready. It's not going to get much easier. They're, they have a, a pretty tough schedule here in March, specifically later on in the month where they, where they have four game weeks very regularly. To begin the month, it's a bit quiet. Four home games over the next 11 days. Back-to-back situation on the 11th and 12th uh, home and home with the Detroit Red Wings. For now, they will get ready to take on the Buffalo Sabres on Thursday night. 
a team trying to scrape into the playoffs. And then they'll host Patrick Kane and the New York Rangers on Saturday afternoon, 1 p.m. start. That should be a great one. Going to answer a couple mailbag questions here in a moment. But this episode is also brought to you in part by FanDuel. FanDuel is the official sports book of Locked On and the NBA. It's the midway point of the NBA season, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. And new customers get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, which is safe, secure, super easy to use, and then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. To wrap up today's podcast i put out a call for some mailbag questions got a bunch of good ones so let's power through these uh, sarah log at nux said asked who is a player outside of the bruins who you enjoy watching play the game if i had to pick one at the moment it would be jack hughes of the new jersey devils he is just so fun to watch so dominant it helps that I have him on my keeper fantasy team. So I have a bit of a invested interest in his success. Uh, but I mean, either way, he is so skilled, so crafty and so talented. And uh, he's probably my favorite player to watch outside of the Bruins uh, in today's NHL. Connor McDavid, of course, always a treat, but Jack Hughes, uh, I really love as well. DF Pendris, supporter of the podcast. Which player deserves to be with the big club but are just stuck behind the Bruins' depth now, if any? I mean, there's a bunch of options for the Bruins down on the farm. Vinny Lettieri got the call up, was injured, placed on waivers, sent back down. I'd love to see uh, Fabian Lysel. Get a shot. Maybe he still needs a f- balance of the season down in the AHL. Um, could he be that third line scorer that is called up? Or could it be Oscar Steen who gets a shot? The guy who's really impressing me these days is uh, Georgi Merkulov. He is a right hand shot. So that could be attractive for the Bruins when they're looking for some scoring 17 goals, 23 assists in 48 games. And he's been on a real heater as of late uh, with, I mean, a bunch of goals scored since the beginning of February. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine goals since the beginning of February. So he's a guy I'd like to see uh, pop up at some point. And we'll probably see that as the season goes on. Some guys giving some rest as well as some load maintenance going on. Sammy James at Heb Hammer 94 was last night the funniest win you've ever seen. 
They had no business winning that game, but somehow did. I loved it. I mean, it was pretty wild uh, seeing Olmark just stand on his head, the Bruins pulling it off. It just goes to show you how special this team is and just getting those vibes from this team that it is uh, something special brewing there for sure. Nick at Nick88866. What are the chances we land an upgrade over Frederick to skate with Hall and Coil? Hard watching Frederick get easily pushed off the puck. I mean, I've been saying it for a while that I think the Bruins need to add something on the third line. Taylor Hall, of course, uh, was injured, did not play against Edmonton or Calgary. So hopefully he's feeling better, maybe in time for Thursday's game. Nick Felino left the game during the second period. Lower body injury, doubtful for Thursday's game. And it looks like it's not expected that Hall will play either. So we could see a call up here or um, perhaps somebody added via trade today. But yes, I do think they need an upgrade. I would love, love, love to see Tyler Bertuzzi in black and gold. Looks as though Max Domi is going to sign a contract extension with the Blackhawks. Um, And tomorrow I will talk more about who's left on the trade board and where the Bruins might make their uh, move, if any. Finally, at Canadian Josh at DLC Kitchen asks, being an Ontario boy, how, why are you a Bruins fan? I've answered this before on the pod, but in case you don't know the story, uh, my father moved to Canada specifically Trenton, Ontario, from Scotland when he was a a wee gaffer. And Hockey Night in Canada, obviously back then, was very limited in terms of who was playing. But even before that, just down the road in Oshawa, there was a phenom named Bobby Orr who played for the Generals. My dad became a huge fan of his, followed his career through Boston. Uh, We moved to Ottawa. When I was a kid, before the Senators arrived, my dad is now uh, kind of a fan of both the Bruins and the Senators, but the Bruins fandom stuck as we moved there from Toronto, actually, where I was born, to Ottawa, and uh, I just picked it up. My sister was a huge Oilers fan, and in the 1990 final, I really dug into my Bruins fandom just to to being an, an annoying little brother. And it uh, stuck as well from there. So that's the, the short story. All right, that's it for today's episode, my friends. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. A wild one last night. I'm excited for the next couple games coming up against the Sabres and Rangers. And I highly recommend you subscribe on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube so that you never miss a thing with regards to the Boston Ruins, your favorite team, Locked On Network, all about your team every day. No matter who you cheer for, there's a podcast out there for you on the Locked On Network. Happy Wednesday. Take care of yourselves, friends. Take care of each other. And we'll talk to you again next time here on Locked On Boston Bruins.